so glad you're here. You got yours truly, Senior Michael, and on the other end of the line, we got uh, we got the Lady Gimlet, the Liberty Gypsy. Did you have an adventure yesterday, Gimlet? I did. Ooh, we got to talk did. about that. I'm I, with that. You know what? We're probably going to open up the show with that. I'm just going to give people a little sneak peek, as we like to do. We're going to open up the hood and look at this bitch. There's gonna be uh, there's gonna be election talk. There's gonna be uh, fraud talk. There's gonna be Georgia talk. Future of the nation talk. There's gonna be uh, what's up with the media talk. Rudy Giuliani, Joe Biden. There's so much to get into, and we're gonna talk a little bit as always. As always, my favorite show, The Mandalorian, just keeps getting better, and uh, I got I got a little bit of a behind-the-scenes insight for you. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. And, oh, and, a, and a, I, got, I got some Facebook stuff. I got some Facebook insight that is, uh, that is quite maddening. So anyway, that's, that's the show. And, of course, there's going to be that extra, that extra hunk that everyone loves so much for the, uh, for the Patreon people. You can find us over at Patreon at the Loftus Party. Mm. I'm in a very weird mood, but it's good. It's good. All right, so you, uh, oh, oh, Gimlet of my heart, went to the the Trump rally in uh, in Georgia last night. Trump went in there. He's not stumping for himself. He's he's stumping for a couple candidates down. These are the these are the people. If the if the conservatives, if the Republican Party loses these seats, it's lights out for the nation. It's it's just lights out, straight up socialism. How was it? It was good. The president was there. Melania was there. She looked fabulous. She had this red leather jacket on that I would kill for. Seriously. Awesome. Was it long? It was like, or was it it was, like, no, it was short and it didn't even have a zipper or buttons. It just, it was very, that I could see because I was relatively far back, but it was just very snappy. Nice. She's would great. Look great. She's the best. She had, it just, I couldn't see what she was wearing on the bottom, but it looked like a cream-colored tank top or something, you know, shirt mm. underneath. She just, mm. she looked very Christmassy. How's that? Um, well, yes, I'll take it. I'll take it. I always think yes. she looks great. and uh, She does, but, I mean, that jacket was just like, you're look, if you're a girl, you're looking at that and going, I, I need one of those. Because it wasn't like bright red, like Republican red. It was one of those deeper red colors, like almost like a, like a rose red. Okay. Oh, so pretty. So pretty. I'm, you know anyway. what? I'm going to, I'm not ignoring you, but I'm going to, you've, you've, you've kind of turned me on here. This is, we're talking about Melania Trump. This is the first first lady I've ever been sexually attracted to. There's a whole, it's a whole different, uh, I'm going to go Melania Trump red jacket rally we'll see what happens we'll bring up some images Ooh, ooh. <laughs> melania trump looks, sizz- looks sizzling in yeah, an alexander mcqueen beautiful. red leather coat red leather yellow leather red leather yellow I... leather red leather yeah so she does look sizzling in that you want to know how much that puppy is no because i'll cry <laughs> it is uh alexander mcqueen it's uh it's six thousand two hundred bucks Worth every penny on that lady. She looked fabulous. Okay. She does look great in it. She does look great in it. But here's here's my beef with it. Oh, dear. 
it's like a double breasted thing and it's a it's a longer jacket. I don't know. It's, listen, she's she's a freaking supermodel. She looks great. It was cold. Yeah. She looks great in that. She has been so mistreated, so mistreated by uh, the yeah. mainstream media. It almost makes me want to start a fashion magazine just to have her on every cover. We should totally pull an Oprah. Just pull an Oprah. Get a couple of billionaires to invest and, uh, into a fashion magazine just so we can have Melania on every cover. And I love it on like I love it when when you know the the liberal lunatics on the on the tweeters they're like are you proud of this are you proud of this shot and it's like melania in like a shiny stainless steel bra and sunglasses and like i'm insanely proud of that i'm insanely proud of it she's smoking hot wow you know, you're speechless. Well, I mean, she's a beautiful woman. Am I going to yeah. look at those photos and go, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to probably well, not. Of course not. But like, <laughs> it's not, it, it certainly isn't like, I think well, obviously they want us to be embarrassed and to be like, oh my goodness, she's not qual, she's not first lady material. Like, I'm sorry, she's a model. She was a model. Yes, she took some pictures where she was scantily clad. Ooh. That's par and for the course in modeling. Excuse me. She's very well educated. She speaks like five languages. She has traveled all over the world. She's probably more acculturated than most of the little ninnies here that graduate from Hale, Yale or Yale or Harvard. I was just about to mesh those two words. She's seen more Hale of and the Yarvard. world. Hale and Yarvard. Um, she's seen more of the world. Um what what qualifies you to be first lady? Exactly. Exactly. She is Did I do that right? Did I yes. do it? <laughs> you you did it completely right. You you did it completely right. You yeah, know, she's because, fantastic. I mean, like like legitimately, you could drop her almost anywhere in the world and she could function. Could you That's... do that to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? No. No, no, she would just cry. No. She would just cry. If, if it's listen, if if uh, if modern politics is a is a horror movie, and and you take a bunch of politicians, you take a bunch of politicians to like uh, the the camp where Freddy, not Freddy Krueger, the the camp where Jason lived in Friday the Thirteenth. So uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, she's that chick that like hooks up with one of the kids, and they're in the bunk getting busy in the middle of the night and they get stabbed through the throat with like a, with like a bow and arrow <laughs> and Melania Trump is the girl that survives at the end. Melania Trump is the hero. She's in the canoe at the end of the movie. And then Jason jumps up and she ends up getting away seriously. And then Nancy Pelosi is Jason Voorhees mother. These camp counselors, they weren't paying attention while my boy was swimming. And then Jason is actually Adam Schiff. That's hilarious. We should just cast that. We should just cast that. And Ted Cruz is oh. like a hero. But, you know, even some people on the right are going to have to go in the movie. Ted Cruz would get killed. And then you'd have that uh, one-eyed dude from Texas. He'd be, uh, he'd be in Dan love. Dan Crenshaw. With, yeah, Dan Crenshaw. He'd be lo in love with Melania. He'd, like, nobly sacrifice himself <laughs> while she got away. 
Do you want to know what the most upsetting part of the whole thing is right here? Please tell me. We can get into the real stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. That I've worked with you long enough to know exactly where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, I don't really want to live in Michael's head because I think it might be an upsetting place to be, but it's like I totally get that that just happened and it's not even surprising to me anymore. I think that would be a great video. That would be a great piece of video entertainment. Just put all these politicians at the Freddy frickin' I keep saying Freddy Krueger, Jason, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. <laughs> I actually see Adam Schiff more as the guy in... Um, with the mother, the dead mother in the rocking chair. Oh, psycho. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Adam Schiff could totally run the Bates Motel. He could and totally he run. Wanted, he always wanted to be in Hollywood. He like, used to write screenplays that got rejected. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we, we got to get into the meat. We, we took a little bit of a sidetrack. Um, I apologize okay. for nothing. So, I apologize for nothing because we got two great things out of that. We got the great video idea, and we got I got I got a, a T-shirt idea from it that I think I'm going to run with. So go ahead. You're you're at the. This is the most important thing. You're at the rally. Everything comes down to Georgia. Trump is trying to uh, campaign for for uh, Leffler and who else? Purdue. Purdue. Okay. Purdue actually wrote his immigration plan. So okay, he wrote the Rays Act. He and yeah. I think it was Tom Cotton or Josh. I can't remember who a co-sponsor was. Yeah. Um, but like he's been pumping that before Trump was even elected. Um, I voted for him in 2014 when he ran against Michelle Nunn. Um, and I will be happy to vote for him again. He he's a good conservative Republican senator. He also, like Donald Trump, was a businessman who'd never been in politics. Yeah. Um so he's got a very different approach to government than people who've been in government forever. Um, gotcha. Kelly Loeffler was appointed by B- Brian Kemp. I think she's got a little harder road to hoe, but it helps that she's running against a complete lunatic and uh, Raphael Warnock. Um, yeah. Purdue also has a, a little bit of an edge. He beat his candidate straight up by 100,000 points in the initial round. Um, so he's got a little bit of breathing room if we can turn out the voters. Yes. Um, and like John Ossoff is like Georgia's Beto. I, you know what that dude now, granted I'm a, I'm a small government guy. So of course I'm going to go with the, with the Republicans down here and I'm not, I'm not thrilled with the, the Democrats ideas and blah, 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 blah. I'm deeply concerned, but I saw a commercial by that, uh, that Ossoff guy and uh, somebody's holding a cell phone. They're recording him. And he's in the front seat of a car. And he's busy. He's going somewhere. And he starts off with, hey, y'all. And it just sounded so fake. It yeah, just sounded John, so fake. That's not how John Ossoff talks. Yeah. Um, and I just, that, that to me, that's all I needed to hear was him going, well, hey, like, y'all. It's like when Hillary went to a black church and I am no ways tired. When does Hillary Clinton ever talk like that? She, when she can barely get the hot sauce out of her purse. I ain't, I I ain't no ways tired. When I reach into my well, purse for my hot sauce, y'all, y'all. For those, of, for those of you who don't remember John Ossoff's last appearance on the stage, um, he was running for a special election in Georgia 6 against a woman named Karen Handel. 
And we had Alyssa Milano here and she and one of her Hollywood people were picking up people for free and driving them to the polls and all this. I mean, it was just the full on Hollywood onslaught for this kid and he still lost. Yeah. So he, he, he just, first of all, his parents had money. He was raised, he was wealthy as a kid. His grandfather left him a shit ton. And then yeah. he buys a media company. Then he marries a doctor. Like the, He's a limousine socialist is what he is. And most Georgians just find him kind of offensive. So I call him Arbedo O'Rourke because he lost a House race. So, of course, he's going to run for the Senate. Wow, you're At bringing up Beto so much. At least election before he ran for the Senate. You're but bringing anyway. up so much great stuff that I want to get to. And I'm, I'm writing down notes as fast as I can. But but I but in uh, we got we got about ten minutes left in this uh, this this first this first segment. I want to get down to uh, the meat. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the rally. I didn't watch. How was Trump? What was his message? What was he saying? And how was it received? Every the people who attended were were there for Trump. Yeah. So what is going on right now is what can Trump do on his own coattails to make sure that the coalition he brought out in 2020 comes out for Loeffler and, and Purdue. So yeah. it, it, the, the important message is I like these guys. They worked with me and they're going to help preserve the good things we did. I think it... And I love the guy, and I love his rallies. Now that I've been to one in person, have you ever been to one in person? I have not. I've not. I've okay. I've, I've missed the boat. Okay. Well, he's going to keep doing them. I I have a he has a rally fund. He's not going to stop, and he's already said he's going to run in twenty twenty four. Yeah. So, which I actually think was a mistake. Um. At this well, point. Uh, and I, I have reasons for that, but anyway, let me finish this thought. Sure, um, sure. He, I think he's trying in a very Trumpian way to meld together the tr two groups of people who would traditionally vote for Loeffler and Purdue because they would vote for Loeffler and Purdue. And also the people who really believe something uber nefarious happened in the state and... um still trying to give them hope that things are going to turn around. The only reason I think that is dangerous is because most of this will come to resolution before the January 5th election. And if nothing changes in Georgia, I think some of those people who were there to hear that message are going to be disappointed and may stay home. I don't think so at all. I don't think so at all. I think uh, okay. it's funny. No, it's funny because like I, I like the way you view the world and I like, you, you know, but I'm just like, here's how I think this is the good thing. The way I see it, maybe this is the message that we need to get out. It's like, regardless of what you think about the candidate, I would seriously I would if if you if you had a, a dog, if you had a, like a a German shepherd puppy running for Senate but it had a, a big R in front of its name, I'm going to vote for the puppy. I don't care if you've got, if you've got a, a half-crazed orangutan. If it's got an R in front of its name, I'm going to vote for that because this is the whole ball of wax. This is it. This is it. And hopefully people 
recognize just how dire the situation is. You've got the Democrats are still going to have a majority in the House. If they get a majority in the Senate and then you've got Sleepy Joe, the human puppet in the White House, it's it's game, set and match. We've seen now. And I'm glad this is coming up. We've seen just how incredibly vicious these people can be. Yeah, these people, and especially mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, with this latest, what she's okay with in terms of a stimulus bill, she was okay with millions of people losing everything just so she could hurt Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know and that they uh, should lose in 2022 on that alone. And if the GOP can't make hay with that for the next two frigging years, they deserve to die in a fire. We'll talk. We're going to talk about that in the next block. We're going to talk. That's okay. that's a great thing. But just keeping it on 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 Georgia here, uh, I know that there's a lot of you know people talking smack and oh this guy's a good Republican, oh he's a bad Republican. This guy's in on it. He knew he's taking money from China. Bah, 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 bah. We can get to all that. We can get to all of it. We can definitely police our own. Priority one is making sure there's still something to fight for and something to uh, something to save. If we don't circle the wagons now around whatever zombie candidate has a big R in front of their name for the Senate, there's going to be nothing left because I can you can really see it. You can really see it where they come in and they're like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. All you know, all the dreamers, all the illegals. Guess what? Joe Biden's Santa Claus and I'm giving out citizenship left and right. And guess what, felons? I'm Santa Claus, Joe Biden, and you guys can all vote. Everybody, every illegal is a citizen. Open up the borders. Tear down that wall. We need to take more immigrants. We need refugees. We need to pack the Supreme Court. We need to make uh, you know, DC and we need to make Puerto Rico a state like they could move fast. They could move fast. And if there's nothing to stop them, they'll do it. Like I, there's, there's nothing I've witnessed that thinks, Oh, they, they'd be cool. <laughs> They're not. No, the only <laughs> thing I think that might put a break on some of it in that circumstance, and this is not a sure thing, and no, I don't trust Joe Manchin, and no, he should not become a Republican. Um, and I can back that up, too. Because um, I'm sick and tired of hearing that one. But you have a segment of people in the House, and this happened a couple times after 2018, and Nancy Pelosi cracked the whip, right? Mm-hmm. And then they all started voting as a block. But there's a thing that the House minority can do with amendments um, that if the amendment, and I can't remember exactly what it's called, but if the amendment doesn't pass with pass, then the bill is dead. So it's a minority thing in the, in the House of Representatives. Nobody in the House of Representatives, given their performance these two years, is going to vote to take it away because they may well be the minority after 2022 and they know it. Yeah. Um, there were they would put some things in about gun control and and other like purple state issues. The Republicans would and they would pull enough Democrats over to kill the bill. Well, I think. I think because of 
the purple state folks that had a really hard time this time and the number that lost their seat, that slim majority that Nancy has on some of the leftier loony stuff, she's going to have a harder time getting it through because they don't want to be portrayed as voting with the squad all the time because they know what just happened this cycle. My concern is with mm-hmm. with Georgia and getting people like maybe there are little tricks in the house and little senates and people who want and all that other stuff. But that's like that goes beyond doomsday. So then you're just trying to contain the blast like the nuke has already right. gone right. off. Now you're talking about, oh, we could hide under the table here. I'm talking about we got to make sure the nuke doesn't go off. I am so. a working my buns off. You know what I've been doing for the last week and what I'm doing this week. That sounded that sounded a little risque. <sighs> <laughs> Hold on. I've been Hold in my thought. car driving all over this friggin' state for the last two and a half weeks. Again, that sounded a little risque. <laughs> Hold on. Hold that thought. It's funny. It's funny. We're going to take a little break. And then I definitely want to hear about, uh, I love it. I love that you're, you're, you're getting involved. You're making stuff happen. This is, you you can't do epic stuff with basic people and you are not a basic person. You are doing epic stuff and I want to help. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and I'm going to stop with my truck stock hook, truck stop hooker. See, the funny thing, here's the deal, Gimlet. Like when I'm like, that sounded risque, I was going to go with a uh, truck stop hooker joke. And then, so in my mind, I was thinking that. And then you're like, I've been in my car driving all over the state. I go to truck stop the truck stop. That was the on joke. My way back, on my way back from Valdosta today, I did gas up at a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you. All right, we're taking a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the gimlet about saving Georgia and saving the nation. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! We're back, we're back, and uh, my apologies to the hard-working people at truck stops. Listen, I'm not, uh, I'm not making funny, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm going to leave that alone. Here's what's going on. It's only some truck stops. 
It's only truck the higher end truck stops, the higher end ones. That's that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about rest area. No one do. No, you don't want you don't want a, you don't want a piece of that rest area. You want the high end truck stop. You want the flying J Travel Plaza. Okay, I like the loves. Loves are good. Listen, they are legit. Loves is a, is a, is a high quality truck stop. So is the Flying J, the Flying J Travel Plaza. Big fan, big big fan. Okay, so you've been going around Georgia. You've been very busy. Uh, I love that you've been getting into so much stuff. Let's let's get some highlights. What have what have you been doing? Oh my God, I've been in Savannah. I've been down to Macon. I've been down to Valdosta. I've been over to Rome. Um, I'm spending time in the North Georgia suburbs. I'm got a group of five ladies that is working with me now we will be putting up a website we what's the website it will be project prosperity us love it that's a good name project um, prosperity Seems we would love people from across the country to join in with us um because this is going to go on after the election we got plans we got plans um i'm really sick of the vichy gop in my state um, and I'm just going to work around them and it will probably be to their benefit, but I won't do it their way. So that's, that's good what it down to, um, so I'm doing a training for about 25 people this week in one of the North Georgia counties. I'm trying to raise a group in another North Georgia County. See, I don't have to worry about my County. My County went like 68 for Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, Granted, there's people I know that went and voted for Trump that literally have never voted before in their entire lives and only went to vote for Trump. I have a personal phone list that I will be annoying the shit out of between December 14th and January 5th to get them to the polls. Yeah. Um, Did you vote yet? Did you vote yet? Did you go vote? Did you go vote? (laughs) That's like a mantra for me beginning Mm -hmm. December 14th. Um, So that's my county, but... The counties directly below me all went blue. Yes. Um, and they've been back and forth between blue and red for the last couple elections. So it it, it was going to happen. Um, it's but all we about messaging. Well, we have a legitimate shot at taking them back. And the reason I have hope is because one of the ladies I'm working with worked really hard on school board elections for this cycle. And she got three Republican candidates in. It's That's about great. messaging. It's about understanding local issues and what this group is going to do and what we'd like to build a national coalition to do is to really start focusing on school board elections, state legislatures, um, DAs, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So law and order types, judges, the truly grassroots local elections. Um to start building that bench from the bottom up and building local policy to combat federal policy, if that makes sense. We will do races for the House of Representatives because those are really our local elections in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. but we will actually find candidates to run for those races. We will actually find candidates and support them with mes- messaging and 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 that sort of stuff um, and grassroots support within our counties. Um, Tea Party did. 
we don't want to be as oppositional with the GOP. So, I, like, for example, I have a fantastic representative in the House. His name is Barry Loudermilk. We're not going to run somebody against him. Yeah. Um, but when there's an open seat, when there is a competitive race, we're going to run people in the primaries to try to get more grassroots. In, in, and, I mean, our whole focus in that group and, and our taglining is promoting policies that preserve the American dream. Yeah. And so it's really about things that put um, the prosperity and security of Americans first. And um, so we have a policy portfolio that looks like some of what Trump has done and some other things too. But like our first training is why should Hollywood listen to Georgia? So it compare it, it shows the policy failures in California on energy prices and homelessness and everything else and explains those are progressive policies and those are the policies that Ossoff and Warnock, Warnock will support. Yeah. We don't want Georgia to look like California. That is it's too funny. You've you've uh, it's like you're over my shoulder and you're looking at my notebooks uh, for the <laughs> for the cat. No, I, I have I I have I have uh, like these little notebooks all over the place. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea for a video. Or, oh, I want to make sure I talk about that on the cast. Or, oh, I should do something about that on Facebook. Blah, 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 blah. And I had written for, for today's show, and I wanted to do it in this blog. Like the balls on these Hollywood people. And I was thinking about this in the shower uh, earlier today. With uh, And I need to do the research and get – here's the the big idea. And it's, and it's, it's what you're saying as well. I just want to back you up. I can it's like send the, you my talking points. Dig it, dig research. it. But it's like you've got, and and the the media loves to ele- elevate these people. Like look at the like Cuomo, because I was thinking like the balls on these Hollywood people, and then I also want to talk about New York as well. They're uh, they're they're what I'm I think about. I'm thinking about calling them like zombie cities. Really, like once upon a time they were something. Once upon a time they were something. They're not something anymore. They're hanging on. They're 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 dead, and they don't know it. They just haven't been made aware of it yet. They're zombie cities, and and we elevate the, the 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 governor of New York, you know, zombie state. Like like people are fleeing New York for a reason. People don't want to live in Manhattan. They don't want to live in New York. They don't they don't like what's going on. And then they elevate a guy like Cuomo. You should write a book. You should get an Emmy. And like Holly in like Hollywood in California. And like you were talking earlier in, in the in the A block about Alyssa Milano is coming down to Georgia to talk about good Lord in heaven. I just went back to Los Angeles and I'm looking around. It's not going well. Like, why would you listen to anybody who's involved with one of these zombie states or zombie city? L.A., it ain't going good, you guys. It ain't going good. And and California, people are leaving California in droves. I think I think the latest one was uh was Hewlett Packard is like see yeah. you later, see you later. They're moving We're to out. Texas. Yeah, and and Tesla is like, well, thanks for making the special dispensation for us, but we're gonna go ahead and open up a plant yeah, in in Texas anyway. Yeah, we'll be yeah. out of here in a couple years. Every if they haven't hit the dismount yet, they're getting ready to hit the dismount. And this is where so. And this is the frustrating thing, but it's also the the bright, shining beacon of hope. And it's also what I like about what you're saying. There's a lot going on here. Uh, It's it's the messaging of it. 
the the you know blah 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 we all know it the the media leans left the media is all about the left because it, the media is comprised of all people who are democrats and they want their side to win so they're always going to make their side look better what i like about what right. what you're doing with the with the local elections though and this is a very very i think very very smart thing you do in there gimlet is with the board Thank of education you. No. Well, yes, you know, you can work on these other issues and our representatives. We're not going to try to get somebody fired just because they're not 100 percent of what we want. At this point, I'll take 75. I'll take 75 percent. But you got to fight for the 75 percent in the meantime. All closest to the whole. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and in the meantime, the Board of Education, because here's what you're going to get. Here's what you're going to get. It's like that Japanese uh, you know, or maybe it's a Chinese proverb about, you know, y- the guy who plants a tree today is thinking about the shade he's going to sit in in 20 years. And the guy who's sitting in the, it's, it's thinking ahead. If we can get an, the right people on the board of education, little school systems, you're not going to get this craziness taught in the schools. You're not going to get, uh, you're not going to get drag queens at libraries. You're not going to get this crazy agenda you're not going to get this george washington you know was 100 percent evil you're just if we can get rid of that stuff and that's that's board of education stuff so that will pay off because when the chill and this is what the left has understood since they started the board of since they started uh the 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 education association you know the whole the the teachers blah 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 we got to get involved with the public school system they're just they're just churning Here. out liberal after liberal after liberal. Here is the other place you have to go. You have to go to your city council meetings because the federal government is coming for your local zoning. I've in terms of this in before. Terms of zoning, what your 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 suburbs your. This is called, oh, the Obama policy was called affirmatively furthering fair housing. It calls for an end to single family housing zoning because mm-hmm. it's exclusionary. They like try to make it redlining, which it is not um, because that's been illegal since the 60s. Um, they, I mean, this thing is so comprehensive and and Joe Biden has agreed to go with the Booker policy in this housing thing. And he doesn't have to pass a law because he will just administer it through HUD. So you are going to have to resist for the next four years on the local level. Yeah. They will come in. They will redistrict your schools. There are diversity forms that have to be filled out if they are inaccurate. The city can be penalized and what they're going to hold you hostage. They used to hold you hostage with HUD grants. Well, that doesn't work in Gross Point, Michigan, because they don't need the HUD grants. Yeah. So what what Gross Point, Michigan actually needs is highway dollars so people can recruit into the city or commute into the city. So Cory Booker has said we're going to tie highway dollars to it. To get compliance. This is another reason the biggest mistake the states ever made was schlepping a bunch of freaking money to the federal government and letting the federal government dole it back. It's nothing but a wealth redistribution. 
But yeah. now they can hold you hostage with it. And you're going to have to fight the same way in the school districts because they will hold you hostage with federal education dollars. Luckily, that's not as bad because there aren't as many of them. But you are going to have to steel man your city council and say, we're not going to do this. Not now. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. You have they will come. They will rezone your town. And then the eventual the eventual goal of it is to put you into a metropolitan statistical area where tax dollars will flow freely between my town in Atlanta. So yeah. peanut butters the taxpayer dollars. And it's again another massive wealth redistribution. So you don't get to choose where you want to live anymore because they're going to mandate low density, low income housing in the middle of your development. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. And, and we have, have to keep to an eye it. on it. Yes, we mm-hmm. have to. And it's like it always frustrates me when the the government tries to make things happen and they do city planning and yada yada. Listen, here's what you got to do. You got to you got to you got to fix the roads and uh and, and maybe work on public transportation. That's you, you got to do that. You got to do that. But when when they start going Oh, here's how people in the future will live. Shut up. Shut up. Shut, shut up. up. Shut up. People in the future will decide how they want to live. And we can all look at trends and go, oh, look how that's moving. Because I have a very, the, the older I get and the more I experience, and the more I read and the more I imagine, I just, I, I really, really think that the America in the future is going to look a lot more like America did in the 1930s. I think people... Cities are going to change. Yeah, cities are going to change. You're going to have less people, but like new cities will constantly spring up for for whatever reason. And and when the government starts getting, LA's going to die. New York's going to die. They're relics. They're they're zombies now. Yeah, if if I was thinking about this again, I was thinking about in the shower, and like if just Los Angeles and 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 Southern California, let's just let's just take all of California. Just the agriculture, if that's all they had was just the agriculture, they'd be doing great. And you've mm-hmm. got the shipping ports there. The same thing, New York, the shipping ports, the shipping ports, yada, yada, yada. So you're you're going to be fine with that. Then you throw in Silicon Valley in California. You throw in the entertainment industry in Southern California. They should be crushing it. They should be crushing it. But instead, they're just limping along and they're horrible. Uh, but it's it's when the – and I tell you what, you, you want to see a city that's just been – that no one gave any thought to whatsoever uh, is uh, Southern California. You get into the San Fernando Valley and that's like when the, – with the city involved or the lack of – whatever. It, it, it's horrible. So get involved. San Francisco? San Francisco, that's – um. That one actually, it's a gross town, but man, that place should be working great. That place should be working great. You got a train, you got public transportation, you got the nice downtown area right there on the bay, and then you got the the suburbs. It should, it it, on paper, it should work great. It's been horribly mismanaged, horribly mismanaged. Not just mismanaged, it's been intentionally destroyed. Yeah. I mean, you understand Bill Ayers essentially adopted son is the DA there now. 
He just doesn't yes. prosecute crime. Yes. Like of any kind. Like literally there are films of CVSs there that no longer stock their shelves. They will go get you what you want. But if they stock their shelves, they're going to get ripped off to an extent that they become unprofitable. So they just don't stock the shelves. Yes. Because if people steal things, they're not going to get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And then pretty soon it'll just be like, it'll just be a kiosk you walk up into. Yeah. Of an empty store and and you'll press the button. Yeah. And some robot will bring it to you like a, like some high end sushi you. Yeah. Ooh. I, I mean, it's just it. It literally Tucker Carlson did a series. I don't know, almost five years ago, I think, and it was called American Dystopia, and it was bought like five nights of reporting directly from San Francisco, and I think, I think, um, the thing that I've learned over the last four years with Donald Trump is marketing is everything mm-hmm. and the way that the GOP has been marketing themselves for years worked for me because I'm wonky people right. generally are not wonky so no. they have to stop talking about in Georgia and this is where I'm trying to flip they don't have to stop talking about it but if you want it to be effective you have to talk about it differently and it's how Donald Trump talked about it last night and, and this is what kills me. Um, so when I talk to people about what it means to be a progressive, I use very visual examples from California, homelessness, rolling blackouts, things like that. Those are the end results of progressive policies. Um, you know, it, it's what, what the GOP sucks at. And I think Ronna McDaniel's better at, and I hope to God she stays GOP chairwoman, is the emotional argument. If you watch the RNC this year, even though it was virtual, it had so much, it was making the emotional argument to you about policy rather than telling you about the policy. Right. Right, And so if the GOP takes nothing away from Trumpism other than that, you have to talk about the impact that the other side's policies have on your life. Like huge one right now. Joe Biden has said we're going to move away from shareholder capitalism. Well, holy hell, how many of you have pensions and 401ks? What he is talking about is that the companies that you are invested in will no longer have profit as their primary motive. Rather, they will have the public good as their primary motive under a crushing set of regulations. Yes. Where does your retirement go after that? Right. And this is what what Trump gets instinctively, and he puts it in mm-hmm. terms of, there goes your 401k. There it yep. goes. You can kiss your 401k goodbye. And that's yep. like, I don't know if you can teach that to politicians you can definitely say hey it's important but that's it's literally why we're here it's literally why we're here because uh, politics is downstream from pop culture the left makes emotional arguments and the right always talks about facts don't care about your feelings here's the facts in 1922 the blah 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 act was involved and that took the capital gains tax down to and people just check out but when you go listen 
Your jobs are gone. You know why your jobs are gone? Because these people ship them overseas. I want to bring them back. That's and and ultimately, or, that's what it all about boils down to. Happy with your home equity? The affirmatively fair housing act or whatever affirmatively affirmatively furthering fair housing will come in and destroy it. And here's how. Yeah, and then here's another question: yeah. do, do you think do you think you're getting your money's worth for your taxes? As as a no. citizen of exactly, I think you, you can put it that way. Like imagine, imagine okay. if you had to sit down every like your your paycheck. There was no taxes taken out, and then you had to sit down with your checkbook and you go, "How much I I got to give? How much to FICA? How much am I giving to the city? I'm giving yep. how much to the state? People would be livid." Automatic payroll tax deduction was the dumbest thing anybody ever agreed to. And here's the other but one. That you I remember? Can't... You remember? You remember when Andrew Apple and I got into like a significant argument about what group of people paid the majority of the net taxes? Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, and I whomped his butt. Um, <laughs> For the new people, I did too. There, there used to there used to be a, a a wonderful guy that's a buddy of mine, Andrew Apple. Yeah, he's from the other side of the aisle. He was he was a a, a part of uh, the Loftus Party the back of the day. He was a good dude. Andrew, we miss Good you. Dude. He just watched CNN too much. <laughs> yes. And I nuked him on it. Um, <laughs> interesting. You know that socialists love capitalism when they put out a merch site and they're selling a sweatshirt that says tax the rich for 58 bucks. Dig it. <laughs> Dig it. Yeah. Uh, that would be Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. We got it. We're we're up against the we're up against the hard break. I'm lying. I'm lying. We're not up against the hard break. But for the sake of this, it's gonna sound make me sound important. We're up against the hard break. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. Holy smoke. We we do we still gotta talk about election fraud. We still gotta talk about all this and Dominion and all the wow. So stick around with we'll me. Outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill for pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Don't forget, everybody, the conversation will continue on the Patreon aspect. Aspect? Yeah, we're on Patreon. We always do an extra segment for that. This one's going long. There's always good stuff over there. 
I want to make sure we talk about uh, a, a few things uh, before we before we ramble on, as Led Zeppelin used to do. Uh, we were talking earlier in the A block, and I wanted to make sure that we give this enough time. Just about to me, like the lengths, and I and I, I don't mean to beat a, a dead horse here. The lengths that the left will go to uh, just to win. Now, I guess from a liberal perspective, they look at it, and it's 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 always funny. And this is why I like to look at all kinds of news and all kinds of different publications. There's a lot of people on the left that thinks, wow, the right really has it together. The right really has it together. And then if you're, if you're paying attention to the right, you're really? Like, yeah, seriously, seriously. They're like, here's, best, but okay. But here's what, here's what the left does. In my opinion, that the right doesn't do the left will know, uh, they need three, we'll call it three widgets, right? For the sake of discussion, they know they, 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 they want three widgets. So they ask for 200 and then everybody goes 200 widgets. That's, that's crazy. And they're, well, okay, we'll just give us a hundred, a hundred. How about, how about 50? How about 50? And then, Oh, and then the Republicans look like, Oh, we stood up to them. And then secretly the Democrats are like, he, 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 he. we only wanted three. They do that. And they will, Evidently, any kind of slander, any kind of propaganda, any kind of, if you look at what they did to Trump for four years with that whole Russia collusion thing and the Mueller probe, and then what they did, and this is what's killing me. This is how we're getting into election fraud here. This is this is the one that just drives me nuts. All right, so they say they blamed Russia for losing in 2016. And of course, we have to protect the Constitution. We have to protect the sanctity of our elections. We need a full investigation for Trump-Russia collusion. I think they worked. I think he worked with us. So we did the Mueller probe and all that, blah, 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 blah. Then fast forward a couple years later, like right after the Mueller probe comes to a close, uh, Adam Schiff uh, has a, there's a whistleblower. And whistleblowers have to be anonymous. They have to be anonymous. We have to protect whistleblowers at all costs. They had one. They had one whistleblower. And now with this election, on, on this election, you have, uh, I, I, I want to be conservative. I, I want to say at least probably 50 sworn affidavits from people who say yeah, they witnessed. More than that, but. But I'll, I'll be conservative. I'll be uh-huh. conservative. We'll say 50. There's 50 uh-huh. people. Who go, I saw shenanigans. I personally witnessed shenanigans. This wasn't right. That was wrong. Bing, 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 bing. I signed this thing under perjury. I'll be in big, big trouble. And then the left just goes, these are baseless. These are, these are baseless. These are baseless. Oh, isn't it sad? Just concede, concede, concede. And I'm just like, wow, that should tell you everything. And then if you look what they did to Kavanaugh, what they did to Kavanaugh with the endless string of people making up stories just to make Kavanaugh look bad. And nobody went to jail. Nobody and, went to jail. And that is, that's, uh, that's the ticking time bomb. That's the ticking time bomb on all of this. I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. Good people of America and Greece and Denmark. I didn't forget about your Greece and Denmark. I love it, Greece and Denmark. Here's the thing. Somebody's going to snap. I'm, I'll call okay. it right now. I'll call it right now. Someone's going to snap because no. you can't have it. You can't have it. I'm just, I'm just predicting it. Someone's going to go postal. I'm not encouraging anybody to do I'll it. Tell you, I'll tell you when. When? When they prosecute Trump for something in New York. Uh, that very well might be. That's, that's, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing. 
not only not only does the left never get in trouble, people on the right go to jail. You still got yeah. Paul Manafort in jail, right? Isn't he in jail? Did he get released because of COVID, or is he still in there on death watch? It's, I believe initially Stone came out because of COVID. I believe Manafort came out because of COVID. I believe when Stone came out, he was given clemency, and now he's got a full pardon. Yeah, yeah. But here's I the don't, here's, I don't know that Manafort was ever given either. Yeah, I think Manafort might still be in jail. I don't know. We should look into that. I wish I had we had a, a producer I live he came to do out, that. Yeah, I thought he came but here's, out due to the COVIDs. And everybody flipped their shit. Here's my big point. When you have the allegations of Dominion software, it's it's hooked up to the internet. What? No, that shouldn't be. Uh, and then you've got oh, this you these USB drives, they're being taken out and moved and then plugged back in and what what what. I saw a video of a of a girl passing off a USB drive to some other dude last night. It was shocking. She's in, it, it's a, it's a voting place. It's a polling place. And this girl's sitting at a table and da, da, da. And then the camera zooms in and you can see she palms the USB drive in her right hand. And it looked like a drug deal. It looked like a drug deal. She's got it palmed in her right hand. She kind of scoots around in her seat, and then a guy comes over, and he starts doing like a fake yawn and stretch, and as his hand, as his right hand goes out, his left hand goes out, and then she passed, it looked like she was passing him uh, crack cocaine, but it was a USB drive. What is up with that? If it was flipped, and Trump had won the election, you have to know this would be on the front page of all the papers, and this is just, and it's, and it's horrible, and it angers me to know and when you have these 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 talk shows on and people are still in this make believe land like journalism actually exists do you think do you think we're making too much out of this do you think like sweet lord in heaven do you think we're making too much out of this to me it's the only thing i here here's the two things that matter to me uh, georgia and our elections and probably and I and I flip yep. flop on those with like the elections should be first because there's going to be election in Georgia. Well, it's it's horrible. Um, the Dominion software stuff, the 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 crazy, the midnight. And listen, I I've with the with with the 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 Georgia thing where they're like, hey, you get out of you got to get out of here because a pipe burst. I didn't see any pipe burst. I still haven't seen the video of the pipe burst. I have seen the video of. Uh, of uh, freaking luggage coming out from tables and people are going and doing something after the, and now somebody in Georgia is like, Oh no, that's fine. That's all on the up and up. We, we knew about that. That's all on the up and up, but you didn't explain to me what the hell am I looking at? What am I watching? Is that, is that oh, standard operating procedure? It drives me absolutely bonkers. Well, what I will tell you, um, because I live here and I know people, um, the guy that's out there yammering all the time, Gabriel, whatever his name is, needs to shut up. Um, I've heard a direct quote that goes, he lied to his own mama's face. So he needs to be quiet. Um, there is a, a individual with a firm who has been working contract work for the secretary of state for years, very well thought of, 
very well respected and actually testified at the hearings here in Georgia. Um, if you see the numbers that are going around on social media or you see them printed anywhere, the 66,000 people voted under age, the 10,000 dead people, there were some that moved out of state, some that moved county to county. Those numbers are actually correct. They have been given to the GBI for investigation and the GBI is our state level FBI, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I know of right now. Um, Fulton County Commission, from what I understand, has instructed Fulton County to go through a full signature verification, a full um, audit, meaning addresses, etc., to just clear the air in Fulton County. We know there's a certain amount of no votes statewide that are bogus. You can't tell who voted for who. But there's more than enough to have flipped the election with people who most certainly should not have voted, people who were not registered, people who no longer live in the state, people who are underage. Um, that's going to have some voting rights groups under the um, fake governor getting some extra scrutiny because they were literally registering children. Um, I don't know that they were. Someone was literally literally. <laughs> registering children at a rate of 66,000 nationwide or statewide, which seems a little bit high. It had to be intentional. Um, here's, so those here's, things are all going to be in, investigated. Here's my problem with, mm -hmm. they keep going, oh, we did a recount on the ballots. We did a recount on the ballots. And I know it's, this is kind of a, a tired one, but I'll, I'll beat a, a live horse to death here. If you've got, um, if you've got 50,000 fake ballots, and you go, oh, we're going to count them again. Well, you, you're going to come up with 50,000. Okay, well, we're going to count them again. All right, 50,000. See, we're on the up and up. I'm certifying the election. There's a video out today. This guy, uh, the Gateway Pundit, Jim Hoft, I believe is his name. And he, he, he's he got video. Some dude in, in, in China is like, here's video of China printing out fake ballots. Here's here's the video of China printing out fake ballots. Now, maybe it's just a video of a printing press and they're and you know whatever. I haven't watched the video, but that's a that's a hardcore alleg allegation. Now, when I did mm -hmm. I did my video for YouTube, how much fraud is enough? How just asking the philosophical question, how much are we okay with? What's acceptable? What's an acceptable amount of fraud? The New York Post uh, ran an article a few months ago. This guy says that, you know, he was uh, he was the best. It was like confessions of uh, mail in fraud. And this guy was claiming yeah. that he was great at it, yada, yada, yada. He says the hard part is the envelope because the envelope has little holes in it. And it's a very it's a highly specialized envelope for mail in ballots. He goes, once you get the envelope, then you just put in whatever ballot you want. So they would go around to old folks' homes and, and neighborhoods and go, hey, 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 we need to send in your ballot for you because of X, Y, and Z. Then you get the envelope, you steam open the envelope, you put in your ballot. You did it. He, he goes, it's, it's a, it was a maximum of like, like two or three minutes per vote. So it, it's possible. Mail-in and in, in voting is, is horrible. There's tons of... Uh, there's enough serious to me allegations, and and when I get when I get upset about it is this whole thing where people just aren't even they're not even taking it seriously. All you hear about is oh they they lost a court case and blah blah blah. Oh they're getting thrown out of here. Oh the Dominion software, Bing Bing Bing. We we got to get rid of mail in ballots completely. 
It's horrible. And like with the whole fraud thing, I'm not I'm not cool with any. I'm not cool with any fraud. Like if we can't get to voter ID and and you stand there and vote, I want the machines out of it. I want the machines. I don't want the touch screens. I don't want any of it. Whenever there's data like that, you, you can – someone writes that algorithm. Someone writes the code. Someone can go in. There, there's just <coughs> – there's just too much chance of fraud. I don't even want the chance of fraud. I don't disagree. Um, one of our – horrible if you did, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I, I mean I – I've been um, a proponent of voter ID for years. I find the reasons that the left don't like it to be insulting and um, what do you call it? The uh, soft bigotry of low expectations. Yeah. Um, I, I personally have never met a minority person that doesn't know how to get an ID. So I, I just, I find that absolutely odious. Um, and you need them for so many things, honestly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe if you can't get one, because they have to give them for free if you can't afford one, um, at least in my state, um, you can get a free ID card, period. Um, if you can't get one and maybe don't know how to open a bank account, it's very plausible to me that you probably should not vote. And that's no matter what color you are. Um, So that's just Stacey's view of the world. And I personally would not have a problem with saying if you do not pay a net tax, you don't get to vote. It is. uh, Yeah. If you are not funding the government, you don't get to vote. We have to have uh, faith in certain amount of systems. We have to. Like I've mm-hmm. I've completely lost faith in the FBI. I've completely lost uh-huh. whatever faith I had in the CIA. CIA. I now uh-huh. no longer have faith in the elections. I'll go through the thing, you know. I'll I'll play the game. I'll stand in line. I'll do the I'll do the voting. However, at the very if we lose faith in the elections, uh, then we're done. Then oh. we're truly done. Can I put on my tinfoil hat for a minute? Please give you my full theory. Please do bring us home. Okay, so I read an article up on the PJ Media by somebody very, very much smarter than I am who works for the Election Law Center, and it was based on research by Capital Research Center, which does great stuff. I've used them for my own research, and they they are the bomb. Um, they have uncovered there's a group called CLTC something like civic technical something or other. It's supposedly a, a nonpartisan not-for-profit. And Mark Zuckerberg gave $350 million to these people. Yeah. Those people <laughs> then went around and went to specifically in these swing states to include my own, my own down in Fulton County in Atlanta. Um, Mandated that they open extra polling places, hire extra election workers, do marketing, and do some other things to get this money to hire staff. There's a question now whether this the money with strings attached was legal or not, um, because supposedly elections are supposed to be funded by the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But what they essentially did was a very effective turnout the vote in these large blue areas for Joe Biden. And there was a, a, a assessment done by a group called Hawkfish shortly before the election. You might remember the phrase Red Mirage. No. They predicted it's a Bloomberg funded group. They predicted a red mirage election night because most of President Trump's voters would vote in person. Oh, yeah. And that as the mail in votes came in, it would go for Biden. Right. Well, in a lot of these areas that were funded by this not for profit, they did. But part of the reason is whether we like it or not, they did a very effective turnout the vote machine. And the guy actually gives the numbers and the increase. Hey. So. So I'm saying that's at least part that explains at least part of it. And and the reason you can see it is because it only affects statewide elections. So the presidential elections and Senate elections and the only Senate elections that were occurring in those same swing states were David Perdue's, who fell under 50 points as a result of that get out the vote and um, John James in Michigan. Well, this is so I mean, this could all listen, this could all very well be on the up and up. Seriously? No, no, no. Uh, no, I, no. Here's but, what I'm saying. Here, I'm making. I think I'm making a different point. That's like when you have, uh, you know, Biden in his basement for months and months yeah. and months, and making and saying nothing and saying nothing and re- and refusing mm-hmm. to answer even basic policy questions. Like I'm not going to answer that because then it'll be an issue. And you know, people aren't going to be enthusiastic. However, look, this miracle just came down the pike. This miracle of COVID, and people are home. People are home. People are home. Mm-hmm. We've told them to stay home. And then they go, we're going to vote by mail. You just got a, you just got a ballot. Fill it out, fill it out, fill it out. The ballot's right there. Fill it out. Vote, vote, vote. You got to vote by mail. Go, go, go. Vote, vote, vote. Did you vote, vote, vote? And that's all you're hearing. The, the laziest son of a bitch who's never voted before in his life yep. is going gonna, is gonna to go, okay, shut up. I did it. Right. And that could very well be the case. That, and, that, uh, I'm saying that's a, that's a piece of it. Yes. Right? So... The other piece that we didn't understand in Georgia, and shame on us as the citizens of Georgia, is just how terrified our state government still is of people like Stacey Abrams, because if they tell her no, they're going to be called racist. And that has a lot to do with the the history of the Civil War and the history of the Civil Rights Movement, and it doesn't matter how much progress we make, and we've made a lot. Okay, that that thing is still there. I mean, you saw it when Kemp beat her by 50,000 votes. It was voter suppression. You don't want black people to vote. Actually, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Stacey Abrams, black men don't like you because they voted for Kemp. But anyway, it's uh, I I mean, so that so we got drop boxes. I didn't know we had drop boxes. I am like hot on the thing right now using every lever I can pull people I know in the state to get Raffensperger to understand he needs to take them away for January 5th. They're a problem because we never did the mail-in voting where we pushed out ballots. You still have to request a ballot in the state of Georgia so we can at least tie it back to you. Mm -hmm. But so that's one thing, but the thing I am terrified of, and I see, I see like the, the numbers put out by this guy who's worked with the secretary of state for years. I trust those numbers. Um, I've seen other people in other states give similar numbers. I trust those numbers, right? Those are actual categories of people that voted that shouldn't have. 
They had some of those in Nevada as well, right? No, People hold on. That, you lost me. You lost me. You're terrified of what? So I, I just want to say, yes, I agree. Some fraud has taken place based on numbers that I can look at and go, okay, I understand what you're talking about here. Right, right. I, what I'm afraid of is the is the left and the media have been saying for years that Donald Trump is an authoritarian and he's not going to leave office. Okay. And he's crazy. Right. Sidney Powell has made the intelligence agencies and the law enforcement agencies look absolutely corrupt and inadequate in her defense of Michael Flynn. I don't understand why all of these whistleblowers came to Sidney Powell rather than the White House, the DOJ. Because they don't think... Go ahead. You're afraid of what? Giuliani. The Dominion stuff didn't go to Giuliani. Giuliani's shown the ability to get things raised to a level several times. I'm afraid Sidney Powell was targeted with a really ugly disinfo operation, specifically to drive Donald Trump nuts and make him think he lost the election due to some massive conspiracy and it's going to really end badly for both of them. Well, we'll find out. I guess they got their hands on some some Dominion machines out of uh, Michigan. And then I know I saw a guy testify, I, I want to say in Nevada, saying that he has the data packets. His team of white hat hackers have the data packets that show the information going over to Germany. They, they can prove it digitally that it left and it went to Germany and then it came back. So I'm going to keep my fingers uh, crossed for that. And uh, holy smoke, we're going to, we're going to, oh my gosh, we're going to say goodbye to you people. This is, fan you're, you're fantastic. We love you dearly. You're all fantastic, sexy heathens. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation and get into some other stuff on the Patreon side of it. Uh, and I just, ah, we love you. You're fantastic. We appreciate you being here. We're doing great on the YouTube. We're doing great on uh, on uh, on the, the the Twitters, Facebook, Instagram. Mmm. There's shenanigans. There's shenanigans, and that's part of the problem. All right. So you guys are fantastic. We love you. Thanks for sharing everything. We need you to share. We're counting on you. Tell your friends about the podcast, and we'll see you next week if you want. Go over to Patreon, uh, sign up, and, uh, and, and enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> All right.